home and sit on daddy's knee. Vera Ward Hall grew up in the Livingston, Alabama area. Beginning in the 1930s, the folk music collectors John and Alan Lomax recorded her singing extensively for the Library of Congress. I'm pretty sure Vera Ward Hall never sang Western music. But lately, I've been hearing something more than just a typical Southern field holler in this song, Black Woman. You see, I've been hard at work on an album that showcases the African-American roots of Western culture. And once you begin to learn the real story of the frontier, Black Woman starts to sound a lot more like a cowboy song. Don't my clothes look lost? Hanging on the line. From North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC, this is American Songster Radio. I'm Dom Flemons. Today, we kick off a brand new series. For the next six episodes, this show will focus on a part of our cultural history that most people overlook the African-American role in the development of the American West. I've spent years poring over books on this subject, trying to shed light on a few basic mysteries. Who were the African-Americans who migrated West in the 19th century? What were their lives like? And where do we see their influence today? My new album, Black Cowboys, explores these questions through music. In this podcast, I'll explore them in conversation with little help from Folkways curator Jeff Place. In this episode, I'll share what it was like for me to first encounter the story of the Black West in a dusty used bookstore, and I'll talk about the crucial contributions of black women to frontier communities. Let's pick up the thread live in front of an audience at Pearl Street Warehouse in Washington, D.C. As I mentioned before, we're recording for the second season of uh, American Songster Radio, and for the occasion, I wanted to do something a little different. Usually I'm hosting the show and interviewing people and stuff like that, but this show we wanted to kind of flip the script a little bit and bring in someone from Smithsonian Folkways to interview me about the album. And so, uh, without further ado, uh, I'd like to get the senior curator and archivist for Smithsonian Folkways, uh, Jeff Place, to come out. How's it going? Good, man. Good. I know you're from Arizona, but what got you interested in researching black cowboys and their songs? Well, you know, the, the first time I came across something that talked about black cowboys, I was, traveling, I was traveling across the country visiting back home. You know, I've lived in North Carolina for a long time before moving up to the D.C. area uh, as this album was coming out. Um, and I went on I-40, you know, it's just one, one turn, you know, from Flagstaff, it's just one road that takes you there. And so I go and visit family at least once a year, you know, uh, usually during Christmas time. And one time I was over by the, uh, I was over by the Petrified Forest, 
and there was a little gift shop that I stopped off in, and I found a book called The Negro Cowboys by Philip Durham, and I was just fascinated by everything they were talking about in there. They mentioned that about 5,000 cowboys, which I guess was about one-fourth, and they say the statistics kind of jump around a bit, about one-fourth of the cowboys that settled the West were African-American cowboys. And being from the Southwest, knowing that there is a black community out there, it's smaller than other places, like in the Deep South, for example, but I knew it was there and it was very vibrant, and that got me on the journey. Yeah, I know that in your liner notes in here, you also mentions popular culture, like Western movies and all that, like African-Americans aren't really there much, you know, at all. And, uh, you know, or the Mexicans or the Indians who also were cowboys. Absolutely. You know, Mexicans are usually villains. Same with the Indians, yep. too, you know. Yep. Yeah, and, uh, that was something, like, my dad was really into cowboy movies and uh, a lot of country music and whatnot coming from Flagstaff, Arizona, originally. And uh, yeah, that was something that it just drew me in. And then I found an album called Black Texicans, which featured a lot of uh, field recordings from the Lomax collection. And that got me even deeper into the idea of this whole world of black cowboys. Cool. I know the first song you were thinking about doing was a song by Vera Ward, who is one of the people that Lomax has recorded, Down South. Yeah, well, the song Black Woman, The Wild Ox Moan, you know, funny enough, I, I first heard that on a, on a Folkways release, Classic Blues, yeah. uh, Volume 1. I, I heard, heard the song Black Woman, and I learned it years ago. And when I started trying to come up with songs that would fit for the Black Cowboys theme, I just realized that that was an excellent cowboy song, even though it wasn't classified as a cowboy song. It was classified more like a field holler. And, but it talks about... Cows, Texas, talks about mm -hmm. traveling, leaving loved ones behind, and a little bit of that sort of bluesy western feel, and so I wanted to, to include that on there. And also, I, I came across the works of William Lauren Katz, and he wrote some great stuff, uh, The Black West, uh, another, another book called Black Indians about African American and Native Americans. Uh, out west, uh, going all the way back to Estefanico, who was the first uh, mm -hmm. African to be on the North American continent. And then uh, he wrote another book called uh, Black Women of the Old West. And he has this excellent quote, which I have in the liner notes, which basically said that even though black women were a minority within a minority culture within Western culture, um, at the time when they wrote the stuff down, they didn't think it was discrimination necessarily to leave them out. But now, as people have gotten more progressively minded, it's now we see that it's an absolute travesty that they didn't spend more time documenting this uh, valuable part of Western culture. Because, you know, women, they brought actual standards of living to the mm -hmm. West. That's one of the things. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the untold stories, but it makes sense. You know, the, the men yeah. went out there for the hard work. They were in the tents, the camps, the bar rooms, and the brothels. They brought all that out there, but it was once you had the the women, the very the decent women who wanted decent livings and decent wages, they brought that part of culture out into the West, and that's a very important part. And African American women were were no exception. Cool. There's some great, uh, wonderful photos too in your your liner notes. Some really great historic photos of of black women. Yeah, I got one of a woman by the name of Stagecoach Mary Fields, and uh, I mean, it's one yeah. of the best photos you could ever find. She's sitting there, uh, I guess, uh, for her formal portrait. She has her shotgun and her dog by her side. <laughs> and it turns out, see, she was good friends with uh, the Ursuline nuns, and uh, she 
she went out to Montana. I think she was from Tennessee originally, and she went out to Montana and started working with the nuns doing, you know, domestic work and laundry and whatnot, and they ended up offering her a job as a mail carrier, and she ended up becoming the first African-American woman of the West to carry the mail, and yeah. Yeah. And she was also, I guess she was such a tough lady, no one would mess with her. She was a heavy-drinking, banjo-playing, cigar-smoking lady at the same time. (laughs) And she was a well-respected person in the community. You find this as well. Even though there weren't big populations of African-American people, you found that those few that were out there generally tended to uh, find themselves in a place of such respect and such high regard if they kept a strong work ethic that people were just remembered them for years and years until the new generations didn't remember the stories. And that was something that was fascinating through this whole project. Well, that's one thing you pointed out in the notes that talk about how, like, among the cowboys, it really didn't matter who, who, what you looked like. It was how you worked. Absolutely. It was what mattered to people. Yeah, that's a strong part of Western culture, you know, the pioneer spirit, they call it. The pioneer spirit. If you were there building the towns and went out with the people, then you got a whole different sort of respect than if you just came out west after the fact. You know, that, you know, once they brought the second wave of people over, that's when they brought a lot of the discrimination that we would find in the East Coast and the South as well as in the North from the Reconstruction area. That's, that's when they started bringing it out there. But we gotta, you got to think about the West being not just the singular landmass, but it kind of stopped at Tennessee at first, and then it continued to evolve from there. So all these separate cultures grew out of these times when the United States were not the jurisdiction of these Western states. And then over time, they became a part of the United States. Uh, and you start finding some very fascinating history, particularly about the Civil War and Reconstruction and kind of how legislation with all that stuff works. It's, it's uh, uh, just, just baffling. I had no idea when I, when I was researching that it would, the Western migration was so deeply encroached within everything that happened in uh, the United States from the 18, I'd say 1803, the Louisiana Purchase, all the way going into the 1920s, even into the early 1960s. Yeah. Even to now, actually. So you want to give us a version of Black Woman? Oh, sure. Uh Well, come here, Black Woman. Uh And sit on Daddy's knee. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I'm going out to Texas uh-huh. to hear that wild ox moan. Uh-huh. And if it's moaning, don't suit me, black woman. Uh-huh. I'm going to drive my bell cow home. Uh-huh. Don't your kitchen feel lonesome? Uh-huh. When your biscuit roll is gone. All right. 
go. American Songster Radio is produced by Joe O'Connell, David Brower, Vania Kennard, and me, Dom Flemons, the American Songster. Be sure to listen to our other episodes in this series on African American history in the American West. There are six in total, and they're all available right now on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a fan of what we're doing with American Songster Radio, rate the show, post a review, or tell a friend. Until next time, I'm Dom Flemings, the American Songster.